Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday for this particular podcast date. I need to stop adding dates to it. Just say, what a beautiful beautiful day it is today. Well, football season is over for me as a fan. It's been a rough month since the end of November. Because Washington haven't won a game since then. And we're in the middle of January right now. Well, almost middle of January, January 10th. Whew. Listen, I keep telling everybody that uh, sometimes it is not fun being a Washington fan. Uh, it's tough, man. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to do with myself sometimes. Um, nah, but honestly, man. Um, I enjoy every football season as as having a favorite team. The ups and downs is always enjoyable, just because I mean that's it's entertainment. Um, just like fandom, being a fan of a team is just entertainment. Obviously, I would love my team to win the Super Bowl, but at the end of the day, I'm not getting anything out of it for real. Except it's just the team that I'm rooting for is going to win it all. Like. I'm not involved with the team. I have no money in the team. I have no stake in the team. Why am I going to get upset if they win or lose? I mean, it's it's fun just talking smack to fans of other teams, but that's all it is. I think we as fans take this thing a little too deep. Just a tad bit. And I know my boy is going to hear this. So tough titties. Sorry, I, I'm not for sure if that's going to make my episode explicit, but tough, man. Listen, um, fans, 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 please stop taking this so serious that you have to call people when you're upset. Why are you even, why does it even get to you? It has nothing to do with you outside of the fact that it's a team that you like. Some of y'all have switched teams four or five times since I met you guys. Some people I've met two, three years ago. Are you seriously heated? Woo. Listen, we all are very emotional creatures. Um, we all get upset and saddened when things happen in sports because we truly value when our favorite team wins and lost and loses and all this other stuff. But people, the conversation that I had last night, actually I had three conversations last night. One was the LeBron team, one was the Dallas Cowboys, and one was the Washington uh, Commanders. We, we got to lighten up, man. We have to lighten up. Like, it's not that serious. Like, it's to the point where, if you guys follow me on my Facebook group, Bigger Versus The People, cheap plug, I post things just to see who will react a certain way so I can have a good laugh for the evening. That's all That's all it is. Because I like to post and report and give my nice little fun take on certain things that happen, like, um... Washington fired their offensive coordinator. So, you know, I was just like, oh, 
I just put O next to it. Like they really care about what goes on with the offense, but they don't. They don't really care about what goes on in the offense of Washington. Or, you know, everybody calls LeBron the goat, so I'll put lead the goat alone. Or or something, and they'll automatically assume I'm talking about Mike because they feel like I'm saying Michael Jordan is the goat. Mind you, I've still to this day have never said Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. But I've always said that I would put him above LeBron. Because if you know me, and I keep saying this, I keep reiterating it, and I don't have the slightest idea why people keep asking me, well, who's your top five? Well, who's your top ten? Well, who would you put? People, I despise ranking people from all-time stuff. It's not the same game. I cannot say someone is better than someone else from a different era because they weren't playing the same game. Because we don't know what a person would do if they played in a specific era. We all might say, hey, LeBron might not score as many points in the 80s because that wasn't the the style of game. In the 80s, if you didn't want to play defense, you're not on the court. Like, literally, I watched the Oklahoma City-Miami Heat game yesterday, and my thought was, bro, are are they going to ever play defense? I had that thought for at least 45% of that game. I just I was just looking and it was one particular play. The dude just turned his body to the left and the guy from the heat, I think it was Jimmy Butler, just slowly went to the basket and dunked. It wasn't even it, it didn't even look that difficult. I couldn't believe it. I wanted to turn the game off right then. But then Oklahoma City started playing some good basketball. And the only reason that Oklahoma City lost that game last night is because Miami did not miss a single free throw. Oh, did I mention that Miami took 40 free throws? You know how do you take 40 free throws? Teams reaching, teams playing lazy. And teams just acting like they've never played the game of basketball before. 40 free throws? You don't get 40 free throws in a basketball game. 40 is insane. Jimmy Butler had 23 of them. And made every last one of them. One person, 23 free throws? You're not playing defense. You're reaching. You're reaching. You're out of position. You have no clue what you're doing. The NBA does not play defense defense okay (sighs) fans of the NBA listen it's all entertainment it's not basketball please stop coming to me saying that this is the best basketball they've ever seen that you've ever seen it's so terrible it I had so much enjoyment re-watching the Orlando Magic and Portland Trailblazers game because I felt like they were really, truly trying to bust their butt to play defense. I enjoyed watching that game. You know what the score of that game was? 106 to 108. 
You know what the score is from the games that I hate watching? 135 to 178 in four quarters. My God. And you know what people will say? Oh, man, they just couldn't miss. Well, goddamn. You don't play defense? Yeah, I wouldn't miss either. Entertainment, my foot. Listen, people. It takes a lot of hard work, time in the gym to get to the NBA. I'm not saying that the players in the NBA suck. I'm saying the whole feel of NBA basketball is at an all-time low right now. It is. And if you disagree, then you just enjoy basketball that isn't basketball. You don't. Like, it's literally people that say they don't enjoy scoring. I mean, they don't enjoy enjoy low-scoring NBA games. Which means you don't like to see effort. You don't like to see people hustling. You don't like to see people chasing down things. You don't like to see people playing defense, which is a part of basketball. All of that stuff I just mentioned is an aspect of basketball. It's why it bothers me when people say, yo, did you see how many points he scored? Okay, well, how many passes did he deflect? How many shots did he deter? What is the plus minus? I mentioned all this stuff. So what? Why why you worry about all that? He dropped 40. Bro, there's too many people dropping 40 points this year. Last year and the year before that. It's entirely too many. That is not saying that the skill is it's higher. Because if the skill level was higher, they'd be playing better defense. Do you want to know why it's not that many 40 points scored in college basketball? It's because coaches are refusing to play players that don't play defense. And the players that can't play defense in college basketball don't see the court. You want to know why a player like Amari Bates didn't make it in Memphis, but he's going crazy at Eastern Michigan? Because he he didn't want to play defense. This is the first thing I noticed when I watched Eastern Michigan play. Penny Hardaway recruits guys that can play all aspects of the game. The one time he recruited a guy, Imani Bates, and he's getting another one coming next year. Oh boy, y'all got y'all will see some things that I noticed. If you don't play defense, you're not playing for Penny. I mean, he literally was talking about he was sick and this, this, this. I'm sorry. He probably was. Excuse me if he wasn't. But let's be honest. Imani Bates didn't want to play defense. He barely plays any defense in Eastern Michigan right now. It's embarrassing. You want to know what the record of Eastern Michigan is? 
Go ahead, take your time and go look. They got a team full of guys that don't play defense. Listen, in high school, you can get away with a guy who is just out talents everyone and have a crazy winning record. The thing with high school basketball, your team is as good as your talented, most talented player. Bottom line. Bottom line. Now, most teams, especially high school, do not sustain success once a star player leaves. That's why you get a lot of these private schools and schools that have these recruitment factories. They remain at the top all the time. why it's harder to coach at public school than it is private school because you have to live in an area. I mean, it's tough. So, there's that part. So, listen. And I meant, I meant to uh, mention that too. NBA fans are just horrible. NFL fans are pretty close. But NBA fans, whether you're a LeBron fan, a Laker fan, A New York Knicks fan, which Knicks fans are another a whole another animal. They feel like the Madison Square Garden is the best gym ever. But every time I go on Madison Square Garden, I want to throw up. Oh, you want to come over? You got the wrong one. You got to get behind me, Slim. Uh, sorry. I'm on my way to work. Y'all know I do these podcasts in the car. Um, and, and also, people, I, I just want to throw this in here. And I know this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about in the podcast. Uh, are you, any of my listeners, are you one of those people? And this frustrates me every day that I see it to my soul. Are you one of those people that make a left turn? And I'm specifically saying left turn. Because if I say right turn, I'm going to choke somebody. And it happens on right turns too. But are you one of those people that make a left turn? And you ease to the right before you make the left? Are you one of those people? Because I got a few words for you. And they're not G-rated. Okay. Listen, people, to this day, I don't understand. Unless you're making a U-turn, I'll let it slide. 
why in the world do you have to go right to make a left? Please explain this to me. I wish I, uh, mm, 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 mm. I wish I wasn't on my phone so that I can add that question into this podcast. Why in the world do you ease right to make a left turn? Please, please explain this to me. I want to know. But back to the podcast. All right. Um, so, yeah, one of the calls that I got yesterday was because I posted a complaint about how bad the NBA is again. And it's only the same two people that comment or call me when I post about the NBA. It's only two. Um, and one of these people called me last night. Just saying that I was a hater. Uh, I only like old school basketball. This, this, and this. Listen, I did. I never liked the the beat 'em up basketball that the NBA had. I enjoyed the fact that guys bust their butt to stay in front of guys. Bust their butt to make sure that if I score twenty, you're not scoring twenty. Type of basketball. Yeah, twenty something logical. Not forty. Not fifty. Like the basketball that's going on right now. If I score 20 points, you're not scoring 20. That is lost in the game of basketball. I used to coach that with boys all the time. They only cared about how many points they scored. Didn't matter how many points they gave up. I had a coach in high school who literally looked at the points when, when he put it into, into Washington Post and said, Irv, what happened? You only scored 14. You know what my comeback used to always be? Yeah, but my dude's leading score and only score only score four points. Have a nice day. I literally did it at least four or five times in my senior year. Literally. I would get pulled into the coach's office and he would say, Man, what happened? You only scored ten points. You only scored fourteen points. Mind you. We would win by 20 and 30. And I shut down their leading score. The funny thing is, a lot of other players on my team didn't even realize who the leading score was. Outside of maybe like two or three players, just because they were on the uh, eyes to watch list before the season started. But I made it a point to have a friend on every single team in the DCIAA where we played basketball. So I would know who was the leading scorer. And everybody would be like, yo, yo, he's probably the best player. I'm going to guard him. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, I got slim. I don't think any of my old teammates even realized this. Before every game, I would go to eat the, the leading scorer on the other team and, and psych them out. I remember vividly, we played Cardoza High School. Their leading scorer was their point guard. I told them straight up. I said, listen. Come in the paint, I'm sending the ball to the crowd, and you will never score another bucket. Guess what he did the first play of the game? He went right to the paint, I swatted into the stands, and I just stared at him. I said, I told you. Give me that S. He did it twice. After the second time, he never did it again. Game over. We win by 30. We played Dunbar. Sorry, Trey. You my boy. Trey. Trey Kelly. Dynamic score. If you're from D.C. area and you and you pay attention to high school basketball, you watch South Carolina basketball around the early 
what I'm saying. Players in this day and age do not have that mentality. Like, literally, there's a guy on every team that's like my boy Trey Kelly. Trey Kelly, you cannot stop. He will do whatever he wants. He's going to get 30. He's going to get 20. He's going to get 40. There's nothing you can do about it. But when I play high school basketball, if you couldn't score 50 or 60 points, you're not winning consistently. I think I'll remember one game in high school where we didn't score 50 points as a team. And that was the championship because the coach wanted to change around some stuff. But guess who was the lead scorer on my team? Yes, me. He never said a word. on that team. I wanted to guard. He wanted to play 2-3. We ended up losing. Clean score ended up dropping 20. It's documented. It's on film. He guarded me. I didn't guard him. I still led. I still led the team scoring. It's just I had a different mentality, man. And I'm trying to put that mentality into a lot of these young girls that I'm coaching right now. It's hard because the age group that I'm playing and in the area that I'm coaching, a lot of the young ladies don't. Basketball is not their first love. And that's fine. I have no issues with that. The fact that they even tried out to enjoy the game that I love personally lets me want to put in the effort that I do right now. It truly does. Like I, it's, There's nothing I can say negatively about these young ladies busting their butt, playing multiple sports while they're in high school. I love every minute of it. But we still have those players who think that they have to be one woman for all and all woman for none. It happens. It's most of the young ladies who grew up with the basketball in their hand. But you have to realize, you have to use the talent that you have around you. And, and this is all sports. When you're playing softball and baseball, you have to put the athletes in certain positions in order to get to maximize their talent. You have to put them at the, at the correct place in the batting order that if something happens, you can get some runs. In football, you're not going to put a guy that can barely throw a quarterback, and you're not going to get a guy that's slow to play running back and wide receiver. And you're not going to put a 300-pound guy, in some cases, at running back. I've seen some 300, 400-pound guys running back and just destroy everything. But you have to maximize the talent that you have around you to maximize the, the skill and, and winning that you can put out for your team. That's just the rules. 
That is the rules. That is not the rules that I created. That's just the rules that I live by. I purposely create game plans for teams that we go against because I'm watching them and I see what they do horrible at. And it just so happens that we have the talent that we can use to to deter a lot of that. And I still get pushback. That's just everybody thinks they know everything and I don't know everything. It's frustrating. Like, the one thing that I hate the most is trying to explain something to someone. And I'd rather them say, if if this happens, what other options should I take? That way it makes me think. That way it makes me feel like you're actually listening to what I'm saying. And this is for all players. Challenge your coaches to have multiple outcomes to one thing. Because a lot of coaches, including coaches that I had, will only have my way or highway. I don't think my way or highway. I think you have to be mentally able to identify multiple things that occur. You have to. You have to. You have to. Because if you're not able to think about multiple things at once, you have tunnel vision. When you have tunnel vision, you're easily defeatable because you're only thinking about one thing. This is why we teach players to use their left hand because you don't want to only be right-handed doing everything right-hand because I can just take away your right hand and you're done. Now I'm at the point where I have players that won't stop shooting and I have players that won't shoot at all. I don't know how many times, and I have two players on my team, that I have to scream at them to shoot the basketball. Scream at them to shoot the basketball. Not because I want them to shoot the ball, but because I know that they have the talent to do some of this stuff if they think selfishly. At times. But when you go into the mentality of these young ladies, you realize that they're just great, great human beings. They don't have that girl to play a lot of competitive sports. It's fun to them. I love teaching stuff to people when they feel like it's fun because it makes it easier. If it's fun, oh, my word, you're going to have a lot of fun. Now, with that it makes them afraid to not fail. I mean, afraid to fail. That makes sense. It makes them afraid to fail. And that's what makes it difficult. They're afraid to fail. You can't be afraid to fail. Because sports is a 50-50 type of thing. Alright, so I'm going to end this podcast off here. Um... We got a game tonight. I'm excited. We had a couple tough stretches. We need some kickback, man. We need we need some goodness in our heart. And we got a team coming in today that should put us back in a good mood. So, I appreciate everybody listening. Stay warm. I'll get it you guys later. Peace out.